The D-backs return to the Valley hosting the Dodgers for their first home series of the 2023 season. Arizona Sports brings you D-backs home opener coverage with Wolf and Luke. Yeah, D-backs Dodgers tonight. Already the fifth time the D-backs have seen the Dodgers, but it's the home opener, so there's a little extra juice to it. Merrill Kelly on the mound against Dustin May. Uh, Wolf, our next guest, I know you've wanted to talk to him for a while because you were talking about him. It's J.J. Putz is joining yeah, us right now there at the line. You were talking about him all the way back at uh, Cardinals training camp. Do you remember this? Uh-huh. You got into it with J.J. Putz, as a matter of fact. I believe that was to Will <laughs> Hernandez. And I believe you were talking about J.J. Watt. Oh, my goodness. Wait a minute. You guys are going to throw this up in my face where I totally miss... Uh, Yes, that's you got into works. it with J.J. Putz, as a matter of fact. Are you, so, so wait a minute. Okay, you're going to throw this in my <laughs> face again. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, at you least, know, and probably you, more times. Have you ever misidentified somebody, J.J.? Have you ever done that before in your life? Every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said J.J. Putz as opposed to J.J. Watt. Please. <laughs> Well, if I just want to be clear, I find that I find that to be a compliment. So thank you, Wolfie. <laughs> you know we're talking to JJ Putz now, right? Yes, I do Watt. know that. Okay. As a matter, cool. JJ, how are you doing, man? I'm doing very well, man. Thanks. Uh, it's good to be on with you guys. It's been a while, it's been a long time, but uh, like I said, it's uh, it's exciting time of year, and um, you know I love talking baseball. Could you could you still take the ball, JJ? Could you still take it and close out? Against uh, maybe like 12 U players, yeah. Um, probably not uh, anything past that. Uh, all right, JJ, the, the first week this season, I know it's early. I know they're 500, but uh, but Wolf and I have really been kind of on this uh, campaign of if they, if you can get through the first 10 games, considering how ridiculous the schedule is, and you get out of that 500 or better, you got to feel pretty good about the, the, the way this season could potentially go. What have you liked about the first six games? Uh, you know, I like the, um, the 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 aggressiveness that our team has shown uh, on the bases. Um, you know, we've had some some decent starts. Um, we've had some good, some, some surprising guys out of the back end of the bullpen. I think uh, I love what Jerry Jameson's done so far. Um, I just think that this is one of the, these years where this team is just going to slowly, you know, build off of the way they finished last year. And I just think you're just going to see this team gain confidence as they get deeper and deeper into the season. And I think this three and three start is definitely a step in the right direction to, to gain some of that confidence considering who we've opened up again. Yeah. Right now in that regard to being three and three, I know it's only six games. I do. And, and I know you got to be careful when you try to evaluate this, but at the same time, what is the best trend that you see so far with this team through six games? The best trend? Yes. Um, again, I, I would just have to say just the way that we've been aggressive at the plate and, and just our – we're kind of running with our, you know, hair on fire on the bases. And I think that's what this team was kind of built to do. And, you know, with some of these rule changes and the, the bases and all that kind of stuff, I think that fits really well into the way that Mike and, and the team has, uh, you know, assembled these guys. We're talking to J.J. Putz. Uh, J.J., you mentioned Dre Jameson, and we got to talk to him during spring training on this show, and we got to talk to Mike Hazen about him yesterday, and, and, and Mike said, you know, we're kind of we're, we're keeping him stretched out where if we need a starter, he could be that guy, but also we don't totally know because he's a really good weapon in the bullpen. You know, just from your perspective as a pitcher, 
how unique of a situation is Dre Jameson potentially in and, and what, what's some of the best advice uh, that, that maybe he could get right now? I mean, I think the best advice he could probably get is just, you know, don't overthink things. Just go out there and, you know, just take it one inning at a time. I know it sounds like super cliche and everything, but it, it really is the truth. Um, no matter what role he's thrown into at any given day, um, he, you know, he could be a long guy one day and then a couple of weeks later come in in the eighth or come in in the ninth. Um, just try to keep it simple and just take it one inning at a time. Don't, don't let the situation get too big. Um, I think he is definitely in a, in a, a unique situation. Um, but the beautiful thing about that is he's young and his stuff plays in whatever role they put him in. JJ, do you talk to some of these guys? I mean, you know, I know that that's not your official role with a club, but, you know, I just, your experience, your knowledge, do you walk around and talk to some of these young guys and give them some advice? I, I don't. I only usually do that if, if somebody asks me to come down and talk to somebody. I don't try to, you know, you know, because I don't know what, uh, you know, like we've got, you know, a great pitching coach and a great bullpen coach down there. So, I don't know what they're communicating to them. And I would hate to have like mixed messages. So, if, you know, if that were to call me up and say, Hey, I'd love you to come talk to Dre and just talk a little bit about, you know, your experiences. And, you know, cause I started off as a long guy in the pen when mm-hmm. I first got called up in Seattle and kind of got switched over, you know, a year later. So, you know, I do have a little bit of experience with that. And, uh, but like I said, I, I wait for somebody to ask me to come down and talk to any of these guys. Okay. Talking to J.J. Putz, uh, J.J., three wins so far, three saves by three different guys. Uh, just in your experience, is it better if ultimately there is one closer? And, and what sort of mentality does somebody have to have to be that closer? I don't think there's a perfect uh, recipe for that. Um, I think anybody who has closed would say that they like knowing that it's their role. But And, and, I, and I fully expect one of these guys to just finally take over and run with it. Um, We've just got too many guys down there with, with, with too good of stuff for somebody not to, you know, get to the leader of the pack there. But, um, you know, I think as far as, like, mentality goes, you just have to have a, a short memory. Um, you've got to be aggressive, and you 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 got to pitch to your strengths. And, you know, we have guys down there that can do that. So I'm, I'm excited about, you know, this bullpen. And, like I said, the stuff down there this year is as good as we've had in a long time. JJ, talk to me about the pitch clock. Would you have liked the pitch clock? You know, I've been asked that a lot. Um, I, I don't. I don't. The answer is I don't really know if I would have liked it or not. I know I would have adjusted to whatever was in play. Um, I, as a as a person not on the mound right now and just a fan of the game again, I love it. <laughs> I think um, as soon as pitchers can can figure out how they personally have to adapt to it. I think they're going to find themselves in a much better rhythm and tempo because of the pitch clock. And I, I truly think it's more of an advantage to the pitcher because the hitter has less time where he has to be set and ready to go. And you still ultimately have control because you have what seven or eight seconds longer than the hitter does. So the game is still going at your pace. It's just a pace within a pace. Um, I, I don't consider myself to have been a guy that was a slow worker, mm-hmm. but I definitely wasn't like a, you know Mark Burley or Jared Watson type of quick speed out there. 
We've had a few pitchers and hitters both tell us now it might actually benefit the uh, the, the pitchers more. Um, talking to JJ Puts, JJ, the the defensive outfield that you guys have put together with Alec Thomas and, and Jake McCarthy and, and Corbin Carroll, just from a pitcher's perspective, what does what does that do for you, knowing that you've got those three guys willing to run through a wall literally to catch a ball? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that doesn't make you want to attack the strike zone, I don't think anything will. Um, <laughs> The amount of ground that those guys can cover out there as a group is probably some of the best in the game defensively. Um, I, as a pitcher, I mean, that's that's a dream come true, especially in a ballpark like ours where, you know, the ball does carry a little bit and it's a bigger outfield space. But those those three guys make it look pretty small out there. JJ, for a guy that has played 23 games at the major league level, what is a reasonable expectation for Gabriel Marino? Oh boy, that's that's a good one. Um, I think I, I think for me the, the the biggest expectation is just managing the pitching staff. First and foremost, he has to he has to gain the trust and confidence of you know every single guy that runs out there and takes the ball. And I think anything he's able to do offensively for me is a bonus. Um, and we all know how talented he is with, with a bat in his hand too. So. You know, I don't want to put like a, a number or anything on it, but I just think for me, the biggest expectation he should have is like being the guy that these pitchers lean on and can trust in big situations. Uh, talking to JJ Puts, uh, JJ Zach Gallen, you know, didn't have an amazing spring. It doesn't really matter, but now in his first two starts, he hasn't totally looked like Zach Gallen. I mean, you're talking about one of the best pitchers in baseball. In a situation like that, does somebody talk to him? For that good of a pitcher, does you just kind of work your own way out of it? What's the next step for Zach Gallen to get back to looking like Zach Gallen? I'm not concerned with Zach at all. I think he's still trying to figure out this pitch clock situation and just that whatever that new rhythm he's going to have to get to, and he'll get there. Um, he's, a, he's a smart guy, smart pitcher. Obviously, he's still got incredible stuff. I just think he's still trying to just get comfortable with, you know, the new pace of the game and he'll get there, you know, hopefully it's sooner than later, but you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not overly concerned with what's, what's happened in his first two starts. Of the rule changes that have happened, JJ, is there one that stands out other than the pitch clock? Uh, I think the shift. I mean, I think that um, I, I was, I, when I played there, were, there was some shifting going on, but it wasn't to the, to the extent that it, that it got to. And, I never was a really big fan of the defensive shift. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've probably gotten beat a few times with the shift where you like, you make your pitch and it hits right where the shortstop should be. And you're like, where is he? Why is he over there? I don't pitch to that. You know, I don't pitch to that location. Um, but then you did love it when it went, you know, was a ground ball where you're like, crap, that's a hit. And it's, <laughs> it's a, you know, six, three or something like that. Right. But I just think, I just think it's more back to like the pure part of the game. Um, it was just kind of weird when you had your third baseman playing in short right field. Um, I think, you know, obviously this is going to go back to an advantage to the hitters. Um, maybe, maybe not. I, I, I never really understood when there was a shift against the lefty and there's nobody on the left side of second base. These are the best hitters in the game. Like how can they not just stay inside the ball and just hit mm-hmm. something on the left side? Yeah. It never, never really made sense to me. But um, I think that's one of the other things that you'll notice is probably a bigger thing. I don't know about the bases so much. Um, I just don't think there's been enough to show what the bases are going to do. Well, JJ, we appreciate the time as, uh, as always, man. And and good luck this season. All right. 
Appreciate it. It's going to be a good year for the D-backs. Uh, Wolf, it's great talking to you again. Just remember, I was the baseball guy, not the big football guy. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> JJ, thank you so much, buddy. Really appreciate your time. All right, boys. Appreciate it. Have okay, a good one. Man. All right, you too. That's JJ Putz, not JJ Watt, uh, yeah. joining us right there on the Arizona Sports Line.